And today we are going to be discussing ChatGPT and how we find it useful, some of the things we might use it for, um, possibly in code or maybe even not in code. Me personally, I haven't used ChatGPT outside of code. I usually just do a Google search for something that's not, you know, programming related. Um, but I do have a lot of use cases for programming related topics. Eric, do you use ChatGPT a lot? Maybe like a little bit for references. What's your usage like? Um, you know, I do use ChatGPT. Uh, I sort of treat it like a senior engineer as much as I possibly can. It's it's hard for me to think of like exact use cases. I think I tend to use ChatGPT like if I hit errors. Sometimes errors in code are hard to decipher. And it's nice to just throw an error message in and be like, tell me a little bit more about this. And ChatGPT, I think, does a good job with that. I will sometimes use ChatGPT if I've got like, let's say, a number of options I'm considering on how to go about solving something. And maybe I just kind of want to get a different perspective and see what it spits back at me. But I don't use it to write specific code. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try to say like, hey, tell me how to write out this function or anything like that. Typically, I'll use it more uh, from a coding perspective of like getting ideas on problem solving, but not like specific, uh, like I said, not specific code. You know, I don't really like utilizing chat BT, uh, GPT for that. You definitely could if you give it enough like context. I just feel like, in that case, for me personally, that's more of a crutch. And like, I want or I want to write code. I want to still solve the problem. But if I want to have perspective on problem solving or generate ideas, I'll, I'll go that method. Yeah, and I use it kind of similarly. I like your point about understanding errors because, uh, I don't know, console errors, not very descriptive. I'll mm -hmm. read it and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. What is this telling me? Like, it, it's yeah. not, it sounds like the, when I read the errors, it's not really made for humans to really understand, right? It's kind of like, <laughs> sometimes. Sure. Sometimes, I think, sometimes, yeah. I, I think, you know, in that same respect, like ChatGPT is good for helping you understand a library that you're utilizing, you know, or like general functionality in JavaScript or TypeScript or something like that. You know, like if you're using a library, you should reference documentation. But sometimes documentation is just not easily navigable. Is that the word I want to use there? So like utilizing ChatGPT instead, it's way easier sometimes to just be like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing in this library. How do I do it? You know, and it'll give you like an example of how to go about that specific task you might be trying to accomplish. And then from that point, I'll be like, OK, well, let me take that framework and I'll write my own code within that. So that's always super nice to try to use, too. Yeah, I use it for that a lot, actually, um, mm -hmm. when I'm trying to read through different libraries. And I'm like, I don't know how to get to the information that I want. There's so much here. And that actually brings up a point of a little story that I have for a training that I went through recently at my job. And the opener part of this training was um, the presenter. They gave everyone a piece of paper, right? And they said, okay, we're going to um, give you some rules to follow, some some actions to take there's two rules. You have to close your eyes and you can't talk to the person next to you or anyone in the room. There's about 50 people in the room. So the presenter said, okay, first thing you're going to do is fold the piece of paper in half. 
And the next thing they said was tear the top right corner. Then they said, tear, um, fold it in half again. Now tear the top left corner, fold it in half again, bottom right, fold in half again, bottom left. And then they said, okay, everyone open your eyes and open your paper and hold up your paper. And most of the people's papers looked very different. There was, there was some that looked similar, but they mm -hmm. looked very different. And the point of that was to say that the presenter gave everyone the same exact information and they were all there, but they received the information a lot differently. So why I'm bringing this up is um, documentation. Sure, the information might be there, but it's not necessarily made for everyone who receives information in a different way. Mm -hmm. That's why I love to use ChatGPT for that sort of thing, because it, I can say like, explain it to me under these circumstances or explain it to me like I'm this type of person. Mm -hmm. And that works so well. And um, yeah, that's how I utilize it a lot, actually. Yeah, that's an awesome point. ChatGPT is super good for the conversational aspect of trying to understand something, right? Like to say you're using React and you want to understand a little bit more about like, use callback, right? Or like a, a hook you might not be super familiar with. Sometimes documentation is going to be really cool for that. Other times you can just pull chat GPT and ask it for examples, you know, like give me more about something like that. Explain it to me like I'm five and and use fun, colorful language or whatever you might want to do for to make it more uh, interesting for you to try to understand a concept. But like it's good on stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good about chat GPT, but sometimes it is just straight up wrong, right? Or especially like if you're using the free version of chat GPT, it doesn't know more current things. It's, I think, I forget what year it's through like 2021 or something like that, if you're using the free or maybe some something similar, it'll, it'll tell you. Um, you know, where it says like up to my knowledge of whatever time frame, this thing doesn't exist. So you're not be able to kind of be able to find everything. But if you're using like well-established libraries that have been around for a couple of years, you can probably get a, a lot of good use out of it in, in the way we're describing. That's also another reason why you don't want to just directly copy code is because mm -hmm. it could be old code that doesn't work anymore. Could, and and ChatGPT will give you answers and information very confidently when it's wrong. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's going to be confident in anything that it gives you. Um, and it will be wrong sometimes. It's also, you know, I don't know if, if I want to talk about the conversation of like the topic of uh, can chat GPT replace a developer, but like, are we there yet? Should we hold it for a little bit? Is there other stuff you want to bring up about it? Yeah, there's a few things. We I, I Let's save that for the end. All right. Let's save for that. later on in the conversation. There, there are a few things um, also that I use it for. And this happened, that's a, actually happens for me a lot when I'm building projects in public and I'm always open to feedback, right? I'm never like married to my own ideas. I always mm -hmm. like to ask, you know, anyone, Hey, like, what do you think about this? And sometimes people will leave like really, really great recommendations, but it'll be like two, three paragraphs long. And I'm not di able to digest that information and understand exactly what they're trying to tell me. So I'll pace that into chat GPT and I'll say, what exactly is this person trying to explain to me? And then it'll make it more digestible. And I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. So even like getting information from other people or, you know, like written text, it'll translate it better for 
I guess, how I digest that information. Yeah, that's creative, man. It's it's a it's a cool like buffer or filter, you know, as kind of like an in-between and be like, translate this for me into something different. Um, but still, like, then you get to ask more questions. You know, you get to kind of explore something a little bit more uh, within that context. Chat GPT is best when you provide a lot of context for it to understand, right? If you do things without that, that's when you're more likely, I think, to hit like incorrect information or just stuff that doesn't make sense or stuff that you won't actually be able to use in your code. Um, you know, if you're just like, how do I, I don't know, I'm not gonna be able to think of an example, but like, you're going to tell, hopefully, I think that's part of being a good developer about being a strong developer. Like chat GPT is a really cool tool to be able to utilize, but it's very easy to steer you in the wrong direction. If you can catch it, <laughs> if you're strong enough, like to understand when chat GPT is wrong and when you shouldn't use what it gives you, like that's a very good skill to have. Cause like you should be able to use the tool, right? It's there, utilize it, but don't depend on it. And don't think it's always going to give you the right stuff every single time. Right. So maybe fact check a little bit more, ask your question, get your answer, and then find out, is this, you know, an actual thing mm -hmm. or not? Another use case I have for ChatGPT is help with Git commands. Sometimes Ooh. I kind of just forget like how to do something with Git or actually sometimes I'll actually make a mistake with Git and I'm like, oh man, I don't know how to fix this now. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I would have to search like Stack Overflow and do a bunch of Google searches. Whereas now I could just say, uh, hey, ChatGPT, I typed in this command and this happened, how do I revert back to before I did this? And it'll tell mm -hmm. me exactly how to do it. And I'll fix that in like, you know, a few seconds. Yeah, Whereas before go. it would take so long to figure out how to undo my mistake. Mm -hmm. You're hitting those same checkboxes though, right? Like it's it's a well-established process in Git and Git commands that are out there and prevalent on the internet. And then you give it specific context about like, here are the steps that I did. How do I resolve this? You know, I think you hit, at least those two specific things, you're going to get better information from ChatGPT. And if you don't, then who knows what you're going to get, but eh, you're doing it right. And um, and you mentioned, will ChatGPT replace developers? The answer is, I don't know. But I think right now, no, because it doesn't, it doesn't think, right? It doesn't produce new information. It just takes mm -hmm. previous ideas and spits them back at you. Mm -hmm. So until it could come up with its own ideas, I don't believe it could replace a developer. Yeah, it's it's the more I do the work now, the more I'm just like, I don't see how this thing could possibly replace what I'm doing. You know, like, it, how can you at least, I guess, in the current iteration of ChatGPT, I don't know what the future holds. But like, how do you feed this thing an entire uh, enterprise level code base? and then have a user request some kind of new feature and you know as as a developer you know the process that i'm going through is like i'm assigned a a story card where a, a user wants some sort of feature implemented or you know a manager or whatever so then i go through the application and i look at what's already there you know like i have the actual application pulled up on one screen and the code base on the other we're in react so like I'm going to use React DevTools to find the component where this stuff is living. And then I'm going to go through that code base and look at what's already happening, what other components I already have that I can utilize for like our component library. And, you know, 
I'm going through and I'm going to solve a bunch of problems and implement new features and activity or uh, interactivity or whatever you want to call it. I think ChatGPT is good enough if you're like, hey, build me a component that can handle a really basic functionality. It can probably spit you out something that's going to work, you know. But if you have to have all these different conditions and also, you know, you're talking about understanding an entire database set and like architecture in that and like where data lives across a humongous database and all those connections and, and what primary keys are and how those things connect. Like, I don't know, it's really tough for me to say, like, I feel in danger from chat GPT. I don't, you know, just just trying to put all of those different pieces together. It's not really something that ChatGPT can do today, and I don't think it's going to do anytime soon. You know, it's a it's a gigantic skill set to do what we do, and it's not what ChatGPT is doing today. Right. Maybe you could copy and paste all of your files into ChatGPT, but I think that might have its limitations too, like how much mm. information you can place yeah. uh, at one time. Yeah, I don't it know can how only much handle, it can handle it, I, I forget the terminology, it's like tokens and stuff like that. Like, you know, it can only handle so much context in one shot. You know, I think you'd have to build a whole system around like whatever your code base is, plus whatever your database architecture is in order for like AI to actually officially replace a development team. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I think that's kind of an insane ask. Especially because there's no one way to write code. There's no one way to set up your database. There's no one way to make that uh, architecture work and interface structure work. So like how your backend and front end are communicating with your databases and like all the different libraries that you're using, you have so many different combinations of things that you can implement there. And typically when you're working in an enterprise level code base, you have tons of dependencies going on for different reasons. Like, man, I don't see, I don't see ChatGPT handling all that stuff anytime soon. Yeah. And also... I'm not 100% sure of this, but I would assume that could possibly open up security issues, right? If you're yeah. copy and pasting all of your enterprise level <laughs> code into ChatGPT. For sure. Yeah, because like, what what is the protection there, right? Like, if I'm using ChatGPT for things that I'm doing at work, I'm not putting code into ChatGPT because I don't, there's no way, right? Like, where is that stuff going to go? You know, we, there's proprietary information. So like, I'm never going to copy and paste a component and put it in ChatGPT because it's just, that just scares me. You know, like if I'm putting any kind of code in there, I'm going to change variable names and stuff like just just to be cautious because it's it's kind of all up in the air right now. Right. Like what is you're right. What is the security uh, concern there? And like, how do you protect yourself against that? It's, it's a big question mark. And I think another interesting point is you have to know what questions to ask. If you mm -hmm. have somebody who has no knowledge of software at all, do they know what questions to ask? Right. Do they do they know if ChatGPT is spitting code back at them, do they know what to do with it, right? Do they know how to ha handle bugs or to debug the code that um, ChatGPT might be handing back to them? So then like you might need a software developer to handle code that was spit back out at, from ChatGPT. And then at that point, ChatGPT is not replacing that software developer. So it doesn't... Mm -hmm. I don't think it would replace devs at least right now, possibly in the future, but mm, I don't know about anytime yeah. soon. It's it's hard, right? Because at the root of everything, you like you said, it's problem solving. It's it's weird to think about ChatGPT doing something like that, you know, because like you said earlier, it's really just taking information that it has access to and spitting it back out in a way that like it's matching 
it's matching information and making the best choice that it thinks it can make on how to explain that information. Like that's how large language models work, right? Like they kind of, they have a whole set of data and they make connections to things and then they spit words back out that have a high likelihood of success or whatever it is. Yeah, it can give you code based on stuff that other people have written that has been posted online, right? But like, I don't know, you can mix and match a whole bunch of copy paste code, but are you really like training a developer? Like th think about think about having a developer on your team who understands a code base and understands how the product works, right? Understands over time how users interface with an application. You're also talking about training AI on all of that stuff too. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's It doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility eventually, but like, you know, because I, we both went through, you know, chat GPT kind of being released and seeing what it can do with code. And then kind of like the mad fire of everybody saying like, oh man, this is going to just end a bunch of jobs for developers. And, you know, I believe there are companies out there who are trying to fully utilize AI to, you know, handle development processes. But like, I haven't heard how those companies are doing. I can't imagine they're doing very well. Um, and I don't think the larger companies that have, like I said, well-established large code bases are going to be doing something like that anytime soon. Yeah. There's also the human aspect of software development, right? It's not just writing code. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, there's... Especially if you're working with a team, there's 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 feedback, there's there's cues that you read from other people when they're talking to you, and there's a communication with maybe like a customer, and I mean all those things. I don't I don't I don't really believe that AI will rep, uh, replicate a human, and especially in terms of like how we communicate with each other. But communication is a very important aspect of software development. That ChatGPT, I don't believe, can replicate at least right now. I think the summary is continue to utilize ChatGPT as a tool, but understand the limitations and get better at problem solving, <laughs> regardless of whether what ChatGPT is doing for you or with you. Let's wrap this one up and thank uh, our Patreon subscribers as we do every week. Uh, if you're not already a patron of ours, you can find us at patreon.com slash self-taught devs pod. Uh, every month we release a bunch of goodies for you folks out there. So uh, feel free to join up with us. If you can't support us financially, just continue to spread the good word about our show and share it with your friends or folks you think would benefit from what we're doing here. Uh, a big thank you to our patrons, Nick Romanishin, Matt Podley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Vaughn, and Danny McVeigh. Thank you so much for supporting Self-Taught Devs.